On this episode, Jen and I are going to be talking about our first camping trips with a baby. We know that camping can seem pretty intimidating when you have a baby, sometimes even when you don't have a baby. So we want to share some of our uh, memories from our first camping trips with babies and also some tips that we kind of have come up with over the years from getting out and about and camping with kids. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of preface this too, so um, in episode one, you know, we talked a little bit about our experience and, and Kate grew up kind of camping and having those memories with her family. And I had never been camping before moving out here to British Columbia as an adult. So so I am definitely not someone who had ever gone camping as a kid. I have no memories growing up with camping or literally outside at all. Um, and so camping overall was quite a new experience for me. And to be honest, still is quite a new experience for me. And I feel like I've tried to make up for it perhaps in the last couple of years, but it's not something I grew up with overall. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I definitely wanted to expose my kids to camping early um, to, to make up maybe for those memories that I didn't get as a kid because they just weren't part of our, our family kind of vacation pattern. Um, and so, yeah, we wanted to kind of get in as early as possible and kind of rip it off like a bandaid. That's kind of what we were thinking. And what was your approach? Yeah, I think the same thing. I felt it's interesting thinking back to it now, similar to um, in our episode where we talked about our first hike with a baby, I felt this real sort of pressure to go camping as soon as possible as if I had to prove something. Maybe we have the wrong friends, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just sort of reflecting on this, like, who was I trying to prove myself to? Because honestly, no one else cares. And I think that's that's some good advice that I would give to previous Kate is go easy on yourself here. There's no rush. There's no one to prove it to. No one's watching. No one's judging. And if they are, they're not your friends, as you say. So I think, you know, we thought, I I thought it was a big milestone. And I thought if we don't go early, if we don't go camping early with our baby, it's all over. We'll never go camping again. And we love camping. Uh, You know, before kids, as Jen mentioned, as as a kid myself, I grew up in Australia camping a lot. Although I will say it was very different. I don't think our tent that we grew up camping in was waterproof at all because it never rained, <laughs> like not true. ever. <laughs> and the only time it rained, the entire t- tent collapsed. So it is very different to camping in British Columbia where it rains pretty much every time you step outside. So there's a lot to learn there. The other thing about camping in, in British Columbia versus Australia, in Australia, you have to be worried about things like snakes coming into your tent. Oh, yeah. doesn't happen very much, but it's, it's a possibility. In Canada, you need to be worried about bears and cougars and all these different animals as well. So different things to get adjusted to that I did not grow up with. But, you know, before kids, me and my partner have camped a lot. We've been on a lot of camping adventures. So, yeah, I guess we just kind of wanted to get started really early. And when I say really early, I think that our baby was five weeks old. Five weeks? What was I thinking? (laughs) Five weeks old when we took her camping for the first time. So she was born in the spring. So it was still spring when we were (laughs) camping. And the first place that we went camping with our five-week-old baby was up the Squamish Valley Road, which is in Squamish, about an hour, an hour and a half from Vancouver, to a, a wreck site, which is like a, you know, a camping site on the river there. Um, and so, you know, it's free to free to camp there, free to just drive in and set up. And we had been there once before. One of the benefits of this site was there's a huge, massive flowing river right next to it, which actually sounded a lot like our sound machine. You know, like you get sounds machines at home to simulate exactly what was right next to us. So that was one kind of benefit we hadn't seen. So yeah, she was five weeks old, which means that we packed basically everything we owned. We took 
we ha- we borrowed a friend's tent because our you know adventure tent from before we had kids was ridiculously small and lightweight and would not have fit a baby in it in addition to me and my husband so we borrowed this massive eight person tent off a friend which is hilarious because we thought this is so big we'll never have this tent ourselves after this trip we we're like we need to buy this exact same tent we're going to go and buy the eight-man tent because it's we need lots of space and needless to say i went out and bought the exact same tent as kate after she bought her eight-man tent because pretty much me and kate just have the exact same gear and once one of us has vetted it the other one just buys the same thing to make yeah. our lives easier massive tents they look the same our kids get pretty confused if we go camping together now yeah so we had this massive tent we had everything we owned you know all the baby things that you could possibly need we had the travel cot um we had a million blankets because it was may late may and late may in squamish can be cold it can be really cold yeah i mean we we only went for one night um, and we went with a friend who has kids, but his kid was away at the time um, with with her mother. So it was just him. We, you know, basically got there, set up, ate dinner, went to bed in the morning, woke up and went home. So it was a very, <laughs> a very, very short camping trip. Like I said, I think we felt this, I felt this real, like, we have to go camping. We've just got to do it. We have to have to do it. I think there's so much pressure like that with so many milestones of motherhood too. I think we put so many false expectations on ourselves to to get back into shape, to feel a certain way, to cook a certain type of food. And really when you look back externally and you've got a bit more, you know, lens on these things, you realize the only person often putting pressure on the situation is yourself, but but in the moment it's really hard to recognize that. Yeah, so if I could talk to previous Kate and to anybody who's listening who has a baby and feels this pressure that I'm not doing enough, I'm not going anywhere enough, I would say you're doing it all perfectly. Everything you're doing is the right thing. You know your baby, you know yourself. There's time. There is no rush to do any of these things. Even as we sit here saying, I went camping with a five-week-old baby. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody (laughs) unless they were really, really enthusiastic about it because it's, it's maybe not the right move for you. Yeah, so we were very lucky in that our five-week-old baby had actually started to sleep quite well. And so when we got out camping, she actually slept really well at nighttime. So we sat with her by the campfire um, and she sort of snoozed in our arms and she's breastfeeding and falling asleep and waking up. And then eventually we went to bed at maybe 11, wrapped her up in like a thousand layers if you see the photos of her now she's in like a fleece suit and then she's in another sleep sack we put a sleep sack over the top of her and a beanie on her we also swaddled her underneath because she was a swaddle baby she liked a good swaddle so she looks like it she just looks like a bundle of blankets like a potato sack (laughs) (laughs) and she actually slept really well yeah and beanie for our canadian friends that's a toque here in canada sorry (laughs) Um, so she slept in a little travel cot um the things that i and i I think she slept from you know 11 till maybe 6 a.m which is unheard of even at home most babies are not sleeping like that at that age she did stop sleeping like that quite soon after (laughs) (laughs) maybe the camping was the beginning of the downfall yeah this is you know as you do with your first kid oh well she's sleeping well now because by some freak of nature there's nothing i did that made her sleep well at that age but by some freak of nature she's sleeping well now she'll always sleep well which is hilarious because that's just not that's true. a whole other episode <laughs> <laughs> just not true the thing that was really obvious to me though was 
If you're going to be breastfeeding in a tent with a baby through the night, you need to be comfortable. And it can be really hard to get comfortable breastfeeding in a tent. Um, it can be cold. So I realized that you need, like if you're, you're normally all wrapped up in a sleeping bag in, in your tent, but you need to take the sleeping bag off to be able to breastfeed. So that was pretty important to make sure that I had like a sweater nearby or an extra blanket so that I could stay warm while I was feeding her. It was also really hard on my back to sit in the tent and breastfeed with no back support, trying, you know, to sort of sit perched on the edge of a thin blow up mattress. Um, And so that was something else where I realized, like if you have some way to take something that supports your back in a little bit, in a little way, or some kind of seat that you can set up in your massive eight man (laughs) tent, um, then that was something that was was really um, useful in camping trips after that. Yeah, no, I think we changed a lot of our gear after the first couple of trips as well. Um, You don't need to do it all at once, but I feel like every camping trip, you just pick up like a couple more tips or one more little thing to try and make the next trip easier for sure. So this was my experience, I guess, of going camping with an insanely small baby to try and meet some kind of, you know, goal that nobody set except myself to prove to myself what, that I could go camping. Okay. Um, And like, I think after that, we had much better experiences where we were able to actually do things like go for a walk or a hike or whatever. But that trip was really just, can we do it? We did it. Okay, great. Sometimes there's a bit of that stir crazy feeling I found too in the first couple of months where you don't leave the home at all. And then all of a sudden you kind of have this urge to be like, I've got to get out and do one thing. And so maybe part of that was just like after so many weeks and, you know, at home, staying so close to home, there is kind of this sense of like, I want to get out of the house and do one small thing. I mean, camping's not a very small thing, but uh, it certainly was a thing out of the house. <laughs> yeah. I guess for you though, Jen, your baby was born in winter. So camping with a tiny baby of that age wasn't possible for you. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> Luckily, I had no pressure to go camping that early. So yeah, my, my first child was born in January. So uh, there was no camping here uh, for in January, unless of course you're into winter camping. Uh, so our first trip, it was that first summer and I, I guess it was July. So six, seven kind of months old so yeah a little more sturdy by that time certainly uh feeling a bit more confident and certainly feeling a bit more um able-bodied by that time um so unlike kate we kind of went to what we would call a provincial park here in british columbia so a park site that is you know regulated and you reserve online and it's got a few amenities Um, we also chose kind of a site close to home which i think was key it was about a two-hour drive away which granted with babies at six months two hours like a six-hour drive can feel like a lifetime now that our kids are older it doesn't feel as daunting but some of those longer drives when you're when you have younger babies where you have to stop and pull over and breastfeed can be um, really challenging. In fact, oh, I think I'm remembering it now. I think he cried the whole way there. Yes. Mm. I think we let him nap at home first, thinking he'd be well napped at home, and then we would go for the drive. No. No, never. Always time the drive to go with the nap. So that was a learning <laughs> mistake all on its own. I think between here and there, which is, you know, a straight shot two hour drive, I think we stopped like three times. So it became like, yeah, a three, four hour drive easily. And, and part of that is just learning too, the timing of when you're going to drive and, and where you feel comfortable going. But um, eventually we made it there. I think we went for um, you know a two night stay, kind of your, you know, a, a traditional kind of weekend away. And I think it was maybe the, the Canada Day long weekend. So it, there maybe was, I think we still, we still only went for two nights, wanted to kind of keep it simple and easy, close to home. Um, this per- a particular place also had like a few amenities there. So we were like, oh, if we forgot something, there's like a, a general store that if we've run out of something, we can get it. Same like Kate, we'd absolutely packed 
everything. You know, me and Andrew have done a lot of backcountry camping where, you know, you're, you're streamlined and you've got your one bag in the wilderness and that's it. And now we have an entire car full. And I'm like, how have we added one very small person to our lives? And yet the stuff that we are bringing now, the whole car is full. The trunk is full. I've got stuff at my feet in the car. Like, it's like a suitcase <laughs> just full of clothes for the baby. Yeah. Because who knows, who knows what's what going to happen, happen in the wild? Oh, yeah. Uh, we definitely overpacked. But you, but you don't learn that until you go. You really learn what some of those key items are. Um, because our baby was a bit older, we were able to get out and do a couple of the small hikes and small walks. And there's a lovely beach there um, and a lake for swimming. Um, I mean, at this point with a six-month-old, you're kind of, you know, maybe dipping their toes in the lake um, a little bit. But at least uh, myself and my husband were able to kind of get a swim in. So I feel like it was a pretty good overall experience. Now, talking about nighttime, this is where, I mean, this, this is really truly where the challenges come. Um, the first thing you're going to realize when you go camping, if you're camping in um, the northern hemisphere, obviously it's very light for very long time. So if you have a baby at any age who's used to going to bed in the dark at like seven o'clock, let's say, that is out the window when you're camping. And we can talk more on that with toddlers later, especially, but you've kind of got to roll with the dice there because your baby is not going to go to bed when it's still broad daylight out. And of course, just the novelty, totally new place. We're sleeping outside, all kinds of new sights and smells to take in. So, so much like Kate, I think you kind of have to just enjoy the time together with your baby in the evening. A lot of snuggles around. Let's say there's a fire. If there's a fire, then, uh, you know, snuggles around the fire or kind of like we did a lot of like evening walks to really kind of tire your little one out. Um, and you've got to kind of be prepared for like a much later bedtime than normal. Same thing, even though we were camping in July, we definitely, I have a picture I was just looking at and he's in like a full snowsuit, <laughs> way overdressed, but you're so paranoid about your kid being cold. Snowsuit, gloves, yeah, a toque on. I mean, it was, it was, you know, cool, but it was certainly, this is July. I mean, this is, this is as warm as it gets here. Summer. That's yeah, summer. This, this is summer camping here. And we used something actually called, it was called a pea pod. Um, and so we didn't have, have, um, a travel pack and play at that time yet. So we had this little pea pod, which actually it's adorable. It's like a little tent that you put the baby in, in the tent or, or wherever you might be using it. Um, and it's kind of perfect for like, I guess three months to a year is kind of like the time range on that. So it was perfect for these little trips because it packed up really small, really tiny. It was kind of like a little self-contained, um, essentially like a mini, mini travel cot, essentially that they could be in and kind of be snug and cozy in there. Our, our babies are also were, were breastfed. So this was the biggest learning experience for me. At this point, we still had um, kind of like the very small sleeping bags, the ones you'd bring for backcountry camping, right? So Mia and me and my husband are on individual, very small sleeping bags. And although I think he slept okay during the night, I think he was still up two or three times at least, you know, kind of typical for six months breastfeeding baby. And then you realize quite quickly how cold it is. Cause of course, while I had slept with all the layers on, I hadn't really layered correctly for trying to get a boob out in the middle of the night and breastfeed and stay warm. And I, I mean, again, my baby's a little bit older. So then we were trying to, I was trying to like snuggle him in the sleeping bag, but then my arms were bare. So they were freezing um, and then trying to get him back down to sleep. And I think about halfway through the night, I, I think I ended up almost sleeping on the ground with kind of like my arm around him while the baby is now on my sleeping mat. Because <laughs> you're just trying to get everybody back to sleep. Um, so by the second night, I had realized like, okay, I need like, I need a different combination of layers so that I am able to get up and breastfeed while not freezing myself and kind of rejig re what that was. I do think all the fresh air, I mean, I think for the most part, babies typically sleep a little bit better when they've had so much fresh air. It's quite hit or miss though. I mean, me and Kate have been on a lot of trips. I'd say there's a lot of early mornings. Yeah, and The problem with the, you know, the, the light here, 
I went camping this year with my kids and they were like one and a half and four and it can start to get light at like 5 a.m <sighs> and so if your kid is really sensitive to light they are just ready to go at five so yeah I think you know if, if you think about how your baby goes to sleep at home and the kind of patterns they have at home you can hope that they might replicate that when they're camping and you can do everything you can like you can bring the travel cot and you can try and do the same routine but you've got to accept that like some things are just not going to work the same way they do at home. The baby might not even recognize the travel cot as its bed because it's so different to what it had at home. And the only thing that feels comfortable and familiar is a parent. And so as soon as that baby gets close to a parent, it's like, no, this is where I want to sleep yeah. right on top of you because I know you. Yeah. I think one of the, the investments we made right after that first trip was buying like a proper, like a queen size giant inflatable air mattress that we would then sleep on that if we needed to pull a kid into bed, we could. I mean, I feel like looking back when we were pre-kids, I always thought, oh God, I'll never have one of these silly giant tents and like bring an entire bed that's so ridiculous. Why bother going <laughs> camping at all if you're going to bring just a whole bed? We go bare, bare minimum. This is yeah. how we used to camp. And now I'm like, man, an RV looks quite nice. I mean, oh, yeah. it seems quite comfortable in there. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've rented um, camper trailers, little, you know, little tiny camper trailers before for a couple of trips. Um, one when my second baby was about eight months and the benefits of having a dark quiet warm place to sleep cannot be overstated it was amazing yeah definitely <laughs> it game was changing. amazing particularly in the sort of shoulder seasons here where well which is most of the year the shoulder <laughs> season is basically anything except july and august where it might rain it was it was really quite comfortable but you know I, we love tent camping and so i guess if we're to think about like some general tips for getting out on your first camping trip Thinking back to what we shared similarly with your first hike with a baby is to choose the people who you go with. So whether that's your partner or your parents or some friends or family who also camp and are comfortable camping, that would be a great support system for you. You know, if it's new to the baby, it's new to you, it's new to your partner, it's new to your friends. If everybody's going camping the first time together, it might just be a little more stressful. Yeah. So if you can find somebody else to go with who's like, I've been camping before, I've been camping with kids before, and I'm, I'm happy to help you lend you equipment, uh, take the baby if you need some, some help during the daytime as well. I'd say that'd probably be the best tip would be to go with people who also know how to camp with kids. Yeah, and I think if you can, choose somewhere familiar as well. Uh, for your first camping trip, as, as close to home as possible, right? This isn't probably the time to do a 10 hour drive to a brand new place. I mean, a first camping trip, frankly, it, it could be in a backyard if you, if you own a detached home, it can be down the street it doesn't have to be quite far away. Uh, we're lucky where we are that there are, you know, within a two hour drive, there are a number of places that we can go. But I'd say look at kind of the simplest possible place that you can go to and start with one night. It doesn't need to be this week long adventure. Start with one night, just like Kate did, just to kind of rip it off like a bandaid. I think a lot of the friends that we've talked to, you sometimes build it up in your mind that it has to be this big thing or this week long epic adventure. And when you really break it down into a bite size, like what if for the first time you went for one night? 30 minutes down the road and you just camped there and heck if, if it really goes you know completely awry you could pack up your tent in the middle of the night and drive home and I think for me always knowing that there was an out like if this really goes sideways and something happens in the middle of the night if we need to tear it down and hightail it out of here that's okay it's okay no one's going to know in fact <laughs> yeah we still use that tactic now so you know I have two kids now and my second kid is 
has just turned two, it's we still have some a lot of challenges sleeping with camping. And it's just something where if you're if you're interested in camping, it might be just the sacrifice you have to make is that you're not going to sleep that well. But like Jen said, always having that out of like, well, maybe we book two nights, but we don't have to stay two nights. There's no pressure. There's no one to prove it to. I've had friends who didn't feel comfortable coming and camping for the night at a campsite. So they came out for the day while we were there. And, you know, they, they had a look at how we had set everything up with our kid and they thought about what they could do with their kid another time. And that was enough for them to sort of to still feel a little bit more comfortable to take a step forward and be like, how would you even start to set up camping with a kid and camping with a baby? So that might be a good first step if you can just just to go along and kind of get used to the feel of it without having to deal with the sleep part, which is easily the yeah. most challenging part of camping. Yeah. The one advantage I would say of going with babies, if you have a zero to one baby where they're not quite mobile yet, the advantage of doing your first camping trip then is they are easier to contain. Uh, when we talk about in future episodes about camping with a toddler and children as they get bigger, there are different challenges. Some things get a lot easier, which is great, but other things get harder, uh, which is more challenging. So, I mean, I, I love that first trip at six months old where they're kind of just sitting up. I think we brought like a little bumbo chair to put on the ground where they can just stay. You know, you could just place them on a blanket still somewhere safe and contained or bring your pack and play out and just have it at your campsite, but they were still very safely contained, which is easier than a camping trip with a toddler where of course you've got all other things to to watch out for. Still tons of fun, but just, just different challenges. So if you're still listening in and you're in that zero to one stage, know that the upside for you is you can contain them somewhere quite easily, um, which does kind of make one aspect of camping a little bit easier at least. Yeah, in terms of how to contain them as well, that you know, like Jen mentioned, the bumbo seat, there's also like little booster seats you can get that you could put on a picnic yep. table or something like that with a tray on it and to feed them if they're, you know, actually eating food yet. Or one of those ones that clips onto a picnic table with like the, the Oh yeah, I arm. think you had the fill and Ted's, is that? Yeah, and those ones can like, you can take them along to a campsite and attach them onto the, to the table. And that can be a great way to contain the babies so that you can, you know, prepare your morning coffee because maybe you didn't sleep that well. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's that's my my kind of tips to, to parents who want to go camping with a baby is just try it. What's the worst that can happen? You don't sleep. Hey, you're probably not sleeping at You're not home. sleeping at home anyways. At least you're not sleeping in a beautiful backdrop. That's kind of how I sell it to myself. You know, if you're listening and you've got a baby who's not sleeping, you might as well not sleep in a beautiful location as opposed to not sleeping at home. It's much the same. And if you're the, you're the kind of person who was doing a lot of camping before kids, it might be a way to feel like you're claiming part of yourself back. Yeah. You know, we give up so much when we have kids of our past lives because we just can't, you can't maintain it all at the same time. But it might be just a way to take a step back towards what you were like like before you had kids. And the main benefit of being able to go camping with a baby is you've, you've done that first trip, it gets easier. Even if you don't, still don't sleep, it gets easier, you build your confidence, and it means that when you have slightly bigger kids, going camping is not a big deal to you. We can now pack up our car, we can go camping pretty confidently and know that we can handle it. Yeah. So know that it will get better, even though you probably won't sleep, you, it will get easier, you will learn how to deal with it more, and if it's something you're really passionate about and you really want to take your kids camping and your baby camping, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. And I mean, I often found that when we were there at the campsite, there would be other people there too. And it's nice to kind of, when you finally get there and you get out the door to wherever you end up camping, it is likely you'll find other families with a whole range of other children there. And if you get, I mean, camping sites are pretty generally pretty friendly. And if you get to chat with any kind of your neighbors at the site, you can kind of chat to them, ask them about some of their tips or kind of, sometimes I like to kind of like spy on the other campsites and be like, oh, that's really interesting that they set that up like that. Or, oh, they brought that thing. I didn't really think about that. So 
often just by going on that first camping trip, all of a sudden you can kind of immerse yourself in this experience and kind of glean other tips from, from your neighbors and people who are there. And apart from that, invest in good coffee. Uh, that is one of the things that we have invested in lately is like some pre-made, you know, fancy coffee packages for the morning so that yes, on those nights that you're not sleeping, at least we can wake up to a delicious coffee to, to start the day right. Also take as many wipes as you can pack in your car. <laughs> wipes, coffee, you got it, you can do it. And yeah, we'd love to hear stories about people who are going camping with their babies. Make sure you subscribe to Get Outside With Kids wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. We hope you'll follow along on our journey.